for me the acid strike was worse than the entire lockdown where we had to stay indoors and basically fight for our lives wash our hands every two minutes stay away from friends and family you know after the lockdown was three four months while the acid strike lasted eight months and for many of us more than eight months because some of you have not resumed school let's be honest with ourselves but for some others the acid strike was life-changing you know turned their lives around many people made good money and it was fun Welcome back to the only podcast where coffee is served with a capital K. I am your host, Kess, and this is episode 11 of the show. I realized that from the broadcast message that I sent from the last podcast, a lot of people thought that this show was a new thing and I was just starting it out. Well, that is wrong because this has been here for two years. The only problem is that I have been inconsistent and... I have failed this podcast. I mean, I think this is the first show that I'm putting out this year, which is very sad. But moving on, oh no, this is actually the second show. Okay, so I did a good job this year. <laughs> okay, so moving on, on this particular show, I have a special guest with me. Drum rules, please. I have a special guest on this show, and we are going to talk about ASU Strike and how it affected the Nigerian student mental health. So let's welcome Timmy. This is where the drum roll comes in. <laughs> Hi, Timmy. Hi, guys. Um, welcome to my podcast. How does it feel to be on the show on this fine evening? <laughs> Feels very good. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, I can share my experience with all of you. See, fine voice. <laughs> okay, so um, it feels good to have you here. I think we have been planning this for the longest time now and i feel excited to you know, finally be able to discuss with you so on today's show we'll be discussing the acid strike and how it's affected nigerians their mental health like i said and timmy is not only familiar with mental health mental illness as a topic he's thankfully also a nigerian student so definitely had to experience the acid strike with us and you know um he had it affecting me one way or the other i mean i did personally so um i'm sure he'll be able to discuss with me how it went so like what was the hardest part of the strike for you was it the start of it the middle of it the end of it what was the one thing that you know you really not really even struggled with what was the hardest part of this strike for you i think it was the middle of it okay Right, the beginning was just like regular ASU strike or regular strike. I think yeah. before the ASU strike, we had one school fees increments kind Protest. of strike. Oh, that was this year. Yes. Do you know I, I, that feels like five years ago, guy. Yeah. Right. So at first, it just felt like okay, one of those things that happened. Right. Right. But then the longer I went. The more and the more people that left school, like more mm-hmm. your, like your friends that just go home or like, travel to do something, and then you know, school just kept reducing and reducing and reducing. Yeah. The more it dawned on you that ah, I'm actually this child, and then I think one really good thing about school mm-hmm. is and classes the fact that it keeps you busy, even yeah. for those that don't re- really go to class. Mm-hmm. 
Come my name, no, come my name. Yo, who's there? But for those persons that don't really go to class, yeah. still, at least they still know that, okay, I'm in school, school's going on. Yeah, they still know, have so a routine. They still have like a routine, exactly. Yeah. That routine is really important. Mm-hmm. You know? But wait, as a strike dragging on, mm-hmm. it just messed up with exactly your routine, just yeah. mess up your routine and then you find out that okay you don't you don't even have a routine anymore <laughs> and then using it's now like the whole issue of how am I ever going to get your routine? Yeah. And also for for some persons they don't even know that it's because of the routine um misalignment that's like causing or ushering them into the whole phase of um sadness, sadness depression and all that. Yeah. You just just feel like okay this is the first time I'm even seeing it this way. I think this is the first time I'm really seeing it this way that it's the fact that you sleep, wake up, eat, and then you're looking around, okay, what's next? What next? And then before you know it, you're now laying down on your bed thinking about your life. Like, yes, that's the, that's, that's the crazy part. And then you now start thinking about all the things that you should have, you done. Should have done, you can't be doing, and you should be doing to yeah. get. So, all those thoughts just become like really overwhelming because it's like you're just staring at your past present mm-hmm. and future in the mirror and it's like you don't even know what the fuck you're doing or what right. the fuck you're going to right mm-hmm. so like that's like that was a major major issue for a lot of students mm-hmm. right yeah so for me it was definitely the middle the middle, middle part, yeah. yeah yeah so you think the ending was like a happy ending for you it was definitely <laughs> I think it's the same thing for me. The start of it was not. I didn't. It didn't really settle with me. I think I didn't really grasp the fact that we were strike based on I was still in school. You know, I was still with my friends. I still had kind of a routine, even with the fact that I wasn't going to um, classes. You know, <laughs> I could still see my friends and all of that. And then at the middle of it, I had to go back home, and I would say that was not really going back home that made it the bad part for me. It was just, you know, living this routine life, you know. And then we all know that, you know, break, many break, breakfast was served, this strike. Oh, oh, yes. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. A lot of breakfast was served. A lot of And I was, of, unfortunately, poor me. I was one of the people that just, you know, happened to just be caught in the fire. Because <laughs> I didn't deserve it. But, I mean, that happens too. And I think that contributed to making the middle part horrible for me. But at the end of it, thank God, it's, you know, kind of smoothing out. I, I did not even want to resume the school again, self, but, you know, we had to. So I would definitely say it was the middle part for me that was, you know, the one that I struggled with. So um, when did you start to feel uncomfortable? I feel like this is in relation to the first question. Yeah. But when did it occur to you that, more? I do I feel like I'm going out of it. Like I no longer feel you know, at first a lot of people were happy with the strike. Yeah. Yeah, like I no class, no school. But at some point, you know, it started to I want to go back to school, you know. So when, what part when did you start to feel or what experience made you start feeling uncomfortable with the whole strike and all of that? Uh, okay. For me, I think the I think this breakfast part still got to my side <laughs> to a certain level right so yeah <clears throat> i had gotten to like the year before mm-hmm. i got into a relationship that wasn't usually my thing right as so, the hard like, guy that you are mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay eh, let me see mm, yeah. try this thing you get so i've not been like so invested in another person right. 
most likely without taking up a whole lot of time, time space, energy. energy, and especially mental energy, right? But then, uh, you know, it's it's a lot it's a lot harder when you don't have a routine, like I said before. Yeah. You don't have a routine, and you just have to now like it's like you're starting from scratch. Then not just yourself. It's like okay, there's just someone that's like really a big part of your life still having to go through yeah. that way. You have to figure out time for them to yeah. try to fit them into yeah. your new life. <laughs> exactly. And then you're just trying to like figure everything out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just really draining and demanding like mentally. Mm-hmm. And it's like a whole lot worse when you not start going through issues. Right. right. Especially when it's not issues that you were used to in court. Yeah. Right. It's just it's, it was just it was just I think that was what it So it was at the point really of where the relationship was just starting to like have problems that you started yes. to feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. I think the whole the whole routine thing yeah. um can be um helpful for me. Help, can be helpful at the same time the losing losing your routine can mm-hmm. feel um you, okay, or you can like not really feel the impact of losing everything when there's somebody you are actively talking with, talking yeah. with and like spending spending your days with and all that, right? <clears throat> but when that starts to dwindle, or when that starts to fade, and then everything's supposed to like go back to normal in your life, it just it's like overwhelming because something it might have been happening in the background, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really you weren't really aware of it, right? So everything just comes rushing. Right, so it's just really that was like that was what made it really uncomfortable for me. That was that was when I started to feel uncomfortable with the strike and everything because it was not like okay, what am I going to do with myself? Not like what do I actually want to do with myself? Right, because everything like I said, your past, present, future mm-hmm. is just like all up in your face because you have a lot of time to really consider it. You know, distractions from friends or school or whatever. You just left you just left to yourself and your Right, so. Was that when you started to feel uncomfortable, like mental health wise? Like, yes. was that when your mental health started so to be affected? Mental health decline. <laughs> <laughs> Rapidly. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, the most uncomfortable part for me was um, it was the Ember month for sure. Because as we got into the Ember month, there was this rush that came with it, like, oh, the year is coming to an end, you know we need to are we resuming are we not resuming should i start saving my money for dirty december like what am i saving money to go back to school you know but now that i think about it it wasn't really the whole the most uncomfortable part for me was seeing other people be productive this as a strike mm-hmm. and me just wasting the weeks exactly. I, I was seeing even people that don't have business they having businesses then everybody was doing everybody was doing something that was giving them money if it's not defi is bitcoin is crypto it's you is writing if yahoo self joined everything joined so i think that pressure kind of got to me at all when i started to really feel uncomfortable and especially mentally because at this point while all of this was going on in the background i was still having like problems with trying to settle myself trying to you know get my when you have a lot of free time on your hands you know your mind just goes very fast sometimes so i think this was the point where i was struggling with 
the sadness of not having enough people around me, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. So I'll say the middle of it was the part where I started really getting comfortable. So um, how would you say the acid strike affected your mental health? We all know that it affected your ment- our mental health. In fact, any Nigerian student that says this acid strike not affects your mental health, you are not a Nigerian student at all. So like, how did, would you say it affected your mental health? Did it make it worse than it used to be? Did it make it's it better? It's definitely not worse than it used to be. <laughs> when it started getting uncomfortable, <clears throat> was, was something else. I've <clears throat> subconsciously I've always been aware of mental health and yeah. technical and mental health in quotes. Mm-hmm. But God, this actually was a whole another level. Lesson. Another yeah, lesson on its own. Like, and it was like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did for you. <laughs> I think. Yeah, and and I, I think it was like that. It was it was it was like that for me. Mm-hmm. Not just me because I started to notice a lot of the, the people still in school, mm-hmm. at least the ones that I know. Yeah. I noticed that their mental health started to decline, and it was the thing about mental health is that it would the state of a mental health would always reflect in your demeanor, your everyday your appearance, your everyday, everyday life. Do. Exactly. Your everyday life. It yeah. would definitely show. Right. So I noticed that a lot of a lot of friends, especially guys, started opening up to like issues they were, they fucking have, they were having. Yeah. Right. They started coming out about issues they were having. Because I don't know, it was just it was just really terrible for a lot of persons. Especially being delayed in school for that long. They yeah. were like a lot of people are turning into proper adults and then we're turning into adults in the time where like the time when we're supposed to become adults yeah. and Nigeria can't get one to do now everything is spoiled <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that that was definitely a major contributing factor mm-hmm. to people's mental health declining and it was for me mm-hmm. well I mean for me I think that definitely the acid strike affected my mental health because like I said it gave me a lot of time on my hands to not do anything like I wasn't doing anything with the time that I had at some point so it's that alone is enough to if you were to stay here even if you're surrounded by so many people and you're not doing anything for an extended period of time at some point it starts to affect you but the biggest struggle for me was finding balance you know, I definitely had to be present. You know, I still had to be a daughter, a sister, a every a house girl in that house. Mommy, I hope you are listening to this. Yes. So I, I I had to be all of this, you know, and still try to show. And I was still dealing with my breakfast. Let's not forget that, you know. And still try to show up for life, you know. Still try to be active, you know, every day. She tried to function and all of that. So I feel like if I were, if I had spent this last eight months in school, I probably would not have gone off the deep end the way that I did during yeah. the strike. Yeah. So um, knowing what you know right now, if you could turn back the hands of time, would you do something different during the strike, or would you, would you just want your strike to go the way that I did? Uh. I think I would say I would want it to go exactly the way it did. 
I would not necessarily want to change anything because yeah. I think if I if I would want to change anything, it would be before the strike even started mm-hmm. at all, right? Because I feel like at least the way I the way I see life is that um, everything happens for a reason. Right. Let's even say okay, there's no God. It's just the universe. It's yeah. just we are just here and all that. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you, you won't see a lot of um, issues. You won't see a lot of issues. You won't see a lot of things happening mm-hmm. until. So knowing what you know right now, if you could turn back the hands of time, what would you do differently during this strike? I don't think I would really do anything differently. Because even if I want to change anything, it would be way, way before the strike even happened. Yeah. And so I don't think I, there's anything particular that I would want to change mm-hmm. during the strike. Because I have the philosophy that things happen for a reason right. Right. whether you believe in God or not mm-hmm. whether you believe in just the universe it so happens that things still happen for, happens for a reason right, right. so um, yeah as far they are to strike and if I would change anything I don't think I would, there's anything I would really want to change right because um, I think we mentioned that before mm-hmm. it was definitely a happy ending and the only reason it was a happy ending is because we had to go through the whole trial yeah. of you know and then getting to like see parts of yourself that you didn't know was there or that you just ignored mm-hmm. you had to face reality for what it actually was right so most of us grew out of it most of us like um went through the fire and then came out refined yeah so <laughs> diamonds <laughs> <laughs> um. right so I think if you remove the whole process of having to, you know, have like mental issues right. and you know having to like have all those things that happen, whatever it was happen, you would definitely not have the end result. The end result yeah. right? Yeah. So it was important for the end result to come about because most times the end result has to do with or what you need for the end result to come out the way it did is for you to learn something or understand something that you didn't right. understand right so but if those things that have happened you would not really you know is knowing something is different from really understanding it mm-hmm. right and then to really understand something you need to experience it first time right so i think that's the importance of everything that was like supposedly bad that happened you know, during the strike yeah. for me see that house girl work they use me to do <laughs> i must change it <laughs> But um, on a you know, more serious note, I think that you're right. The acid strike happened for a reason, at least for many of us. And I know in, in, it, it changed a lot of us. Eight months is a lot of time. Yeah. Even with the fact that it went by so fast, it went so fast, but it's a lot of time. So I'm happy with how it all turned out and all of that. But like, why do we have to suffer before good things will happen to us? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> And in regards to my mental health, I think one thing that I would change was would be the long period of sadness that I felt, 
a long period of chest pain for no reason and tears you know just that depressive episodes that i kept having that's something i would definitely change because it did not teach me any lesson i did not even come out of it with money i only came out poor <laughs> so what is the reason i feel like um, regarding my mental health that is one thing i would change if i could go back in time i just want to be happy even if i'm not happy but like not sad you know yeah so i think that's one thing that i could i would like to change so four months of covid19 lockdown and then eight months of acid strike which was the hardest for you that's definitely acid strike really (laughs) i mean covid19 lockdown was for most people not really good because Mm -hmm. they like to go out they like to yeah meet with other people they like to go into the life yeah i do not like to go <laughs> i do not like to go out yeah. right? if i can stay at home all day and do my work i would right except for very very few occasions where i have to do it or i, I, I just know that i need it i can always be introverted mm-hmm. right at times where you need to feed off of people's social energy right right so but i don't think i really had that during the whole covid 19 yeah. period so you were happy to be inside your house and not be talking to anybody exactly <laughs> and then i was i was i was working the, oh. routine, the routine was like really nice like, okay it was away from all the stress of having wake up in the morning mm-hmm. for those persons that had like younger siblings that yeah. go to school and then even if you are sleeping you will still wake Nicole. up also holding hands right Ew. trying to wake your hands and like ah fine <laughs> yeah. get right so it was a real break from all of those drama and all mm-hmm. of those um noise right so it was a time where it was just was at home mm-hmm. chilling sitting like you could literally see everybody that people that you not seeing some areas people staying and yeah. they don't get to see their neighbors or their neighbors children for months because you're either going to school or maybe they traveled or whatever right. but it was a time where a lot of people were home right so like everybody just was like had like this community feel at least for my end mm-hmm. had that community feel so COVID-19 was wasn't all that bad for me except for all the news of death and death yeah and all that everywhere right, I don't think so it was very different from the answer yeah. strike it was, it, was definitely <laughs> <different>. <laughs> it was definitely different from answer strike yeah um, I think for me definitely the, the lockdown the lockdown was terrible the lockdown is just a year I just tell my children see I survived a lot I have scars from that year. That year was mentally, especially when it came to my mental health. It was very, very challenging for me because apart from having to... I enjoy staying inside myself, but there are times where I need to step out, you know, just... Lockdown was not like that for me. It came with a lot of paranoia. Yeah. You know, I did not even want to see other people because I was scared. I didn't want to get the COVID and all of that. So I wanted to, I want to go out. But same time, I'm too scared to go out, you know. So, and then the news wasn't helping that period. There was just a lot of sad things I was. Right now, it's, it's more like a memory. It's been a while, you know, I've passed that. But even just thinking about it is kind of bringing everything back and reminding me of why I really just hated that period. That strike was bad, but I feel like um, there were things that I could have, if I had done some things differently, 
it would have been much better for me but i chose not to do those things mm-hmm. although it, it ended well but but the covid did not really give you that choice that's what i think mm-hmm. like didn't really give you the choice to choose to do some certain things you know in a manner it's like everybody had to follow one particular schedule yeah. one particular routine and yeah. it just wasn't helping me mm-hmm. so if okay. i had to choose definitely if I had to choose which was better, I would choose the Astro Strike. Uh-huh. COVID 19 was horrible. I like COVID 19 for me. I think it wasn't really mentally demanding mm-hmm. because I was like using, I was, I was actively, um, I was actually involved in the things I was doing at, the, at that point in time. Okay. Right? So I was usually really busy. So it didn't really feel like anything was happening. Outside, right? Yeah. Everybody was locked in and all that, but I was working and then I was learning a new skill. Yes, I was already, I was learning a new skill at that point. And all of us know like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to learn something new, you have to like really, really give yourself to it. So yeah. it just drowned out all the, the noise you know, of everything. Time I to go YouTube, they go find out, like, kind of like learn something I don't really understand yeah. or try to like get a new perspective or mm. whatever it is I'm trying to understand I'm not going to use anti-decon worries about <laughs> <laughs> so like, whenever I'm like back from today's whatever I was doing yeah. I was just like you know in my room on YouTube trying to you know okay. see what I can learn or like reaching out to people that mm-hmm. I really care about at that point you know so I think that was really I envy you. <laughs> so, do you think there's something that you could have done differently that might have helped your mental health this strike? I mean, now that you're out of the strike, when you look back at it, do you think, oh, here is something I could have done that could have probably helped me a lot? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I eventually ended up doing this. Right. But uh, I think I, if I had started out earlier, it would have made um, a whole world of difference. Right. Right. And that that would be to always to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, now a lot of us must have heard this. Um, must have heard that phrase before. Keep moving. Right. right. But it goes. It goes like really. Like it's, it's really deep. Right. Like you know, all of us just like hear it. I could see from the surface. Yeah. Let's keep moving and like pushing. You know. Pee. Keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but it's a lot more. Right? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up you were always doing something right. right this guy that really helped me during that time around Kadoon mm-hmm. I guess you check him out he's um, an entrepreneur real estate mogul and then he's a sales guy oh. I think and yeah, myself I guess we about <laughs> sales um, yeah. during that time right mm-hmm. so he's a sales guy he's an amazing sales guy and then he motivates people to and I say yeah I listen to motivation, motivation. Or no motivation for you <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. it's still good to hear somebody that starting from scratch mm-hmm. build an empire tell you that okay this is what I went through yeah. and if you're trying to do the same you know I think these are things you would encounter and these right. are things that I think if you do mm-hmm. and make it a habit it would definitely help you in the long run yeah. right and, and one of those things if, if I need to get anything from everything he said what I learned from him is this is one thing I would take from it it would be to commit mm-hmm. and be consistent right. just those two things right it's commitment and consistency and that means that you show up every day 
you just keep definitely moving, keep, keep moving keep, just keep doing something right don't just be idle right? yeah there's, that there's idle one, thing yes. was so fucked up there's one phrase that there's one um, thing something he says like, i don't think i can say word for word but okay i think i can say word for word and it, it says um it's better to work mm-hmm. and not get paid than to not work and not get paid yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people will be like yeah. no I, yeah. I can't do that uh, me me we work for uh, for, for, for free for free <laughs> yeah one keeps your mind active too whatever you're doing while you're doing it mm. it's like experience for you and experience is like really important when it comes to real life a lot of persons don't talk about this enough if you can get experience by working for free I believe you should do it because mm-hmm. there is a lot you will learn on the job mm-hmm. that reading and watching and just you know following people that do shit will not teach you. Right. You have to be hands on, right? Mm-hmm. And what better way to be hands on than um, what better way to be hands on and when you are working with somebody that's like taking the whole responsibility of having to own everything. Right. You know, you're just okay, just doing the part that you know you want to, mm-hmm. you know, do and experience well for me i would say that if there was something that i would have done differently that would have helped my mental health it is to forgive myself i learned that the hard way and but i learned it's really good you know throughout the time i've had to struggle with my mental health i have never heard the phrase learn to forgive yourself you know, I think we are also big on forgiving other people that we forget that sometimes we hurt ourselves, we disappoint ourselves, and if we continue to hold on to that disappointment and hurt, you know, it's just going to continue to hurt us. So I think one thing I would have done differently that would have helped my mental health was forgiving myself because the longer I held on to it, the more pain it continued to cost me, the more hurt it continued to cost me. So I just feel like if I had learned early enough, you know, to forgive myself, move on, you know, just say the words, I forgive myself, I have done this, okay, this is the lessons I learned from it, I'll move on. Yeah. So that really helped me a lot. So, yeah, so what was the most enjoyable part of the strike for you? What was the, you know, the cruise part, the best part of it for you? It might not really be in terms of hanging out or anything, but like, what was one part that you knew that you were really flexing, not really money-based, but like, which you were happy, content with where you are, mentally, physically, financially included. <laughs> yes, that would be towards the end of the strike. Yeah. When the strike was about coming to an end. Though at that time we didn't know that the strike was. We're about going to, to come to an end. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, ah, this is the next year. Everybody said till next year. After election, after election, that's the strike. You would really <laughs> give up on them like completely. It was terrible, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, that I think that towards the end of the strike was when you know things started looking turning. off. Yeah, <laughs> for me, so it's, 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 for me, it's the same thing. Like towards the end of the strike, and like you said, I didn't even know it was the end of the strike. You know, I me, mean, I felt like my strike was just starting, and then these people they just knew, and they just went to call it on like. Towards the end of the strike was blissful for me. You know, I achieved something I was supposed to achieve. I started making money. I was. It was just so. I'm like, why could the beginning or the middle not be like this? I would yeah. never have complained. Right. You know, I would never have complained. I never would have. But this, anyway. Yeah, but this is the thing about not regretting mm-hmm. things that happen. No one wants to go change anything, right? Because most times we don't really see 
I'm, I'm trying to I'm bring this up again because like it's it's like a really big issue, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, I've been seeing the effects of letting this go like really eat up a lot of people, right? Because <clears throat> a lot of shit will have to happen for you to really come to terms with a lot of things. And like she says, forgiving yourself that is like a really big part of it. Right? <laughs> Like this is like an ex of mine, right? Mm-hmm. She really had issues with me because of this. You should send her this podcast. Yes, <laughs> you definitely should send her this podcast, <laughs> right? Because I, 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 I find it really difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the experience I had from growing up. Right. I definitely think it is, mm-hmm. right? Or it could be maybe some other thing as well. But I know that played, played like a huge role in yeah. that, you know, and that was. Uh, Letting go of things like really, really fast. Yeah. It happens, it has happened. I'm like, I think the next question that plays in my head is okay, so what does this mean? What do I do next? Next, what next? I have a friend that's always saying, What next? I'm like, Guys, you have not finished this one. I say, No, 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 Kes, what next? <laughs> so, what was the saddest part of this strike for you? What was something that happened? I didn't really have a saddest part personally. I think I was unhappy and then happy. But I didn't really. Well, maybe I did. You know? Breakfast can be very deceiving. At the start of it, it felt like, you know, everything's coming to an end. But then later, you look at it and like, yeah. because of this thing, not even the. Yeah. yeah. So, looking back now, I wouldn't say there was a saddest part for me. But at that time, ah! Oh, my I was dying. <laughs> My life was falling apart. So, is that the same thing for you? Or would you say you had a very sad time for you? I think I had a really, really sad time for me. Guy, I would not want to experience that again. <laughs> <laughs> and it still wasn't like, there was a point where, because of the strike, I started losing a lot of money. I was, I was doing crypto then. Right. Sad stuff. Guy, I got it to Louis. <laughs> right, that was satisfying. And then all of the shit was happening mm-hmm. alongside all oh, wow, like all of this was happening. So it was that was definitely satisfying. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I didn't really have the saddest part now that I think about it. But back then I feel like I was dying. And I'm sorry to my sister for making you think that I was dying. I wasn't. <laughs> okay, so what were the things that you did to help your mental health during the strike? Uh, one of the things I did was to read. Read, yeah. You shared a lot of books with me. Thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> I made it happy to always, always have something reading. My mind had to always be busy. Right? So it looked like I was moving. Right? Because I think that's a big part of mental health. Uh, is that a lot of persons just feel stuck. Yeah. And then it, but that was that was that was my story at that time. I just felt stuck. So anything to move me a tiny bit further I was doing right? so I was had to be on the move that was definitely reading following the guy I talked about Grand Cardone yeah. you know, so I followed what he was talking about and I was applying as much as I could mm-hmm. right so at first when I started it was it was <laughs> <laughs> doing my style so, yeah. you know as, because I was consistent consistent yeah consistency right mm-hmm. because I was consistent you know it became 
okay. in parts of me it became natural right and that was helping your mental health that was really really helping my, my mental health yeah. like that single-handedly moves me from like zero to you know 350 <laughs> exactly. yeah. um, for me I said the thing that helped my mental health the most was writing yeah. I mean most people know that I write I mean if you don't I'm telling you now I write but I took a very long break I mean like two years in between I was writing but like nothing serious and then I'm like you know what I, I really want to start doing this again something that I really enjoy I know I can do it and then the best part there's a way to make money with it ah I had to start it so I think writing really helped there were days where I would I would spend the, almost the entire day writing if I'm not writing I'm probably taking a break maybe eating taking my bath or you know resting so writing really helped then reading I love reading normally so I mean reading really helped too and then listening to music for some reason music was therapeutic for me this strike and right now i still listen, i still hear some songs and i'm like ah this was my jam during the strike like wow. this is what i was really enjoying wow. Wow. so music was really i mean music has always been therapeutic for me has always been very nice for me but it felt like it was on a different level the strike it was just so beautiful so calming so music music really helped me the strike so yeah i think that those were the things that really helped me and then something i didn't mention was the fact that I found a community of people that you know we think are like that's the best that's one of the best things that could ever happen to your mental exactly right so you know like you don't really necessarily feel like you're just alone in the struggle yeah. right now like people sharing their stories mm-hmm. and all that so yes that definitely helped having, having a community is something that i recommend for everybody right. like, it doesn't have to like a really big community mm-hmm. or it doesn't have to be physical mm-hmm. but then there's some persons that like you know, through having face to face interaction. But for those of us around the luxury of having that, you know, you could definitely settle for an online community or just be around people that are doing what you're doing. Yeah. You, can't, you can't be like a farmer and then be around Taylor's. Not even fish, I mean, Taylor's. Taylor's. discussing and, you know, like. Doing, you feel left out. Exactly, you just feel left out. Why they're like achieving some things yeah. you feel left out why because the process of being a farmer and the process of being a tailor are two entirely different, different things yeah. so it could be that you are even on the right track but because the things you keep seeing the the, the behaviors that keep getting rewarded right are, around you around you are not like what you're necessarily doing yeah. so it just really affects you mentally yeah, right so yeah. being around your community is like just really important yeah i mean i i had an online community of writers I've always had one my problem is that I cannot coexist peacefully with other writers there was one group that I really liked what a group they were always fighting in it Timmy let me tell you and if there's any of you listening to this podcast you people did me dirty the one day that I decided to now talk on that group and now fight they removed me just like that you people did me dirty Shara. and until today they've not added me Please, people wow. should add me back. People should take me back to that group. Please, please. So, um, I think I still have other writing communities and it's fun to talk with them and all of that. So, yeah, I think that helps. So, that brings us to the end of this episode. I always enjoy discussing with Timmy. So, don't be surprised when you see that this scene has, is longer than any other episode I've ever done, which is actually 
Sheree is actually longer than anything I've ever done. Um, it was amazing having you on the shoot. It was amazing talking with you, you know, talking about this Astro Strike and all of that. I have been who would be, who would be the perfect person to discuss Astro Strike and mental health? Yeah. I'm like Timmy. It just has to be Timmy. <laughs> so it was good having you here. How did you feel being on my podcast? It feels amazing. Yes. So I feel like an outlet for <laughs> you know what it just feels feels really amazing. Yeah. Chess is someone that you definitely want to like really have a face to face conversation wow, with. Wow, 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 wow. She's the full package, right? <laughs> Bust <laughs> my head, you know? Bust so, it. So it was definitely really, really nice when this podcast, you know, when talking with you guys. So um is this the point where I start to apologize for going off again for a long time? I feel like at this point, everybody has just, con- they've given up on me. Whenever they see it, they see it. <laughs> Nothing like, oh, but I'll shock you people. Next year, I'll be consistent. Consistent. Next year, yeah. I'll be consistent. I know I said this last year, but that is my dark past. Now we move. You heard what Timmy said, keep moving. Now we move. <laughs> So this is the end of the show. I hope that you're being kind to your minds and I would definitely love to hear what the hardest part of the answer strike was for you, what the easiest part was for you, what the the fun you had, the things you did. Let me know. Leave me a message. Like, share. I do they really like this podcast. I know you can share and you can leave voice messages. But can you like? Anyway, if you can like, like it. If you can share, share. Anything that you can do to the podcast, do to it. Yes. Um, I will talk to you again sometime soon. Hopefully, you'll be hearing from Timmy more. Please, everybody should beg me for... Beg him for me, yes. Please, let's see you again. Because, anyway, anyway. Now that I think about it. Yeah, okay. So, hopefully, you'll be hearing from me more. Please, let's hear from me. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.